mysterious sightings, blackmail, buying silence, suspicious deaths and strange-shaped beings are all elements of a case that took place in Brazil in 1996. Who could have predicted that the greatest coffee-producing country in the world would be host to one of the greatest UFO cases of all time? It is known as Vargina's UFO. They are witness testimonies gathered from different locations which, when connected, create a coherent narrative for those who believe. This is the case of the Brazilian UFO and the mysterious creature in the city of Vargina. On January 20th, 1996, in a city of Minas Gerais, Brazil, an encounter with creatures from another world was about to change some residents' lives forever. Between the 13th and the 19th of January, on the outskirts of Varginha, a strange object, similar to an airship, was sighted by numerous individuals. But it was from a small farm on the banks of the Fernão Dias Highway, which connects Sao Paulo to Minas Gerais, where the most intriguing report came from. In a silent dawn on Saturday the 20th, local farmers Eurico de Freitas and Oralina Augusta were preparing to sleep. Suddenly, they were frightened by the disturbance of their cows in the field. Concerned as to what the cause might be, they looked outside when they opened the window, they saw an object in the sky. An object that they described as being like a big submarine. The object was smoking, as if damaged, and it was descending. They observed the craft for almost one hour before it accelerated towards the mountains and disappeared. Around 9am in the morning, bizarre things started to happen. Some children were playing on a street in the Santana neighbourhood. They later claimed to have witnessed a half-human, half-animal creature hiding. Believing it to be an animal, they threw stones at it. The creature, though fragile, appeared restless. The fire department was called due to several concurrent sightings. They arrived at the scene and captured the creature. Many people may not have taken this story seriously. After all, children invent stories all the time. They described it as a different animal, which emitted a frightening high-pitched buzzing sound and gave off a horrible ammonia smell. It is alleged that the authorities restrained it and took it away before any more residents could see it. Fishmonger Joao Bosco is one of the people who claimed to have witnessed their actions. He reported that they caught the creature in a net, imprisoned it in a box and loaded it onto a truck. Later, at around 3pm in the same location, another person observed something suspicious. This witness saw camouflaged soldiers enter a thicket and shots were heard. They soon came out of the trees carrying two bags, one of which, according to the witness, was moving. But it was at around 5pm that same day that everything changed. These reports would fit into a greater puzzle. Sisters Lilian and Valquiria and their friend Katia were walking home in the Yardimandere neighbourhood. While passing a vacant lot, they saw a horrifying being cowering in a corner. Frightened, the young women ran away. 
Upon arriving home, they reported what had happened to their mother, Luisa da Silva. Desperate, the girls returned with their mother to the scene, but the being had disappeared. What they didn't know was that it had been captured by police officers Marco Eli Cherez and his partner Eric Lopez, who were patrolling the area. They had been instructed to monitor the streets following a police department alert. Without knowing what they were looking for, destiny caused this strange being to cross their path. What was later described as being not an animal but a deformed human was injured and in agony. Marco picked up the creature and took it to the health centre where the medical team refused treatment. He then brought it to the regional hospital. At six o'clock in the afternoon, a summer storm flooded Varginha. This justified the sudden presence of firefighters and military personnel who, according to reports, were circulating the city. At around 9pm, intense movements were noticed near the health centre where the creature had initially been taken. A top medical team was called to the hospital to perform urgent surgery. They arrived some hours later. There are records that prove that, without reason, the hospital was surrounded by authorities and that no one was allowed to enter or leave. An entire wing was sealed off. After attracting so much attention at the regional hospital, with patients and onlookers already asking who or what had been hospitalised there, the military transferred the hideous-looking being to Humanitas, another hospital in Varginha in the early hours of Sunday, the 21st. This was later confirmed by anonymous sources who wished to remain anonymous. It was clear that talking about the case was strictly prohibited, but it was already too late. Rumours spread from neighbourhood to neighbourhood. People were afraid and ufologists started to investigate the events. On Tuesday, January 23rd, at around 4am, a military convoy with more than 10 trucks left Iese, Escola de Sargentos das Armas, in English, Weapons Sergeant School, heading towards Campinas. It was reported that the captured bodies were mutated animals, or possibly aliens, and that they were taken to Unicamp University of Campinas to be examined in secrecy. The army took both the bodies and metal fragments to their bases and underground military laboratories where only authorised personnel could enter. But the entire country was already aware of these suspicious military movements and new witnesses reported on the activities at the university. Teachers, students, staff and scientists reported that the weeks that followed were strange to say the least. One scientist observed several soldiers carrying a heavy box, supposedly the same box used by the firefighters to capture the first being. She said that they asked her to bring them to the coroner's office. When they arrived, the soldiers dismissed her. She did not see what they did with the contents of the box or what was inside. On February 15, 1996, police officer Marco Cherez 
who had carried the creature to the hospital, died of respiratory arrest, which had resulted from an intestinal infection. He had just undergone armpit surgery days before, but seemed fine. However, the doctor who treated him was unable to identify the source of the infection. Despite administering antibiotics, the infection could not be brought under control. It didn't take long for suspicions to be raised that the infection and his subsequent death were related to unprotected contact with the creature. The family, suspecting medical negligence, opened an inquiry and asked for a more in-depth investigation to be carried out in order to determine the cause of death. Marco's wife and mother claimed that he had hated any suggestion that the creature had been extraterrestrial. They could not mention it in his presence as it made him uncomfortable. This behaviour is considered normal, as police officers tend to be reserved about their missions. But now, they had greater cause for concern. The autopsy report took almost a year to come out, and often the internal authorities impeded the investigation. However, the final result did not attest to toxicological abnormalities, although it did not reasonably explain what afflicted the police officer. His final days were dramatic. He was very weak and in pain. It is impossible to say if Marco was the victim of a virus or contagious disease, but suspicions surrounding his death remain to this day. In the days following his death, NASA arrived at Unicamp. They said that they would be selecting Brazilian astronauts for a joint space mission. In mid-March, the North American Space Agency, as well as representatives of the United States government, officially closed a diplomatic agreement with Brazil for scientific research. According to the Brazilian government website, the agreement between the two parties called Framework Agreement on Cooperation in the Peaceful Uses of Outer Space between Brazil and the United States was created on March 1st, 1996. This space exploration agreement provides for the exchange of information between the countries. Article 3, paragraph 1 of the agreement says, The parties will identify areas of mutual interest and seek to develop cooperative programs or projects, herein after referred to as programs, for the exploration and peaceful uses of outer space and will work in close cooperation for this purpose. And in paragraph 3, these programs may be implemented through, and here follows a huge list of items, some of them being spacecraft and space research platforms, scientific instruments on board spacecraft and space research platforms, space communications, including ground-based antennas for monitoring, telemetry and data acquisition, terrestrial research facilities and scientific data exchange. Was it just a coincidence or a convenience for the United States to have open access to the Varginha case? It is difficult to say but the agreement only raised suspicions and left many questions without plausible answers. Why would an agreement of this type be signed that year? 
What is clear is that during those first weeks of 1996, numerous reports of sightings were recorded at numerous locations, most notably in the cities of Sao Paulo and Minas Gerais. Reports involving more than one person have been documented, some with visual evidence, including videos and photographs, that have been proved authentic. But the mysteries surrounding Vargina and the strange events that took place in that region would not end there. The collective unrest, sleepless nights and real fear was just beginning. On March 26, 1996, a blackout hit the region. The incident was unexplained by the energy networks. On April 21st, a lady named Terezinha Galloclef was attending a party at the city zoo. She stepped outside to smoke and claims to have witnessed a similar creature to the one described by the girls months before. She gave statements about it having brown skin and red eyes. It stared at her from the trees. The following morning, at least six zoo animals died. Veterinarian Marcos Araujo and biologist Leila Cabral were unable to explain their cause of death. The laboratory analysis had no conclusion other than that their intestines were severely affected, as in the death of police officer Marco. One theory postulated that a creature had escaped captivity and hid in the zoo where it came into contact with the animals. While many of the stories complemented each other in a web of reconstructed facts, others were just manifestations of people wanting to be part of the events. Even so, there was more intrigue when the intense movement of military personnel was proven to have happened much earlier than reported by the residents of Vargina. Several FAB trucks, Brazilian Air Force, helicopters and even planes scouted the region in the days prior to the 20th, which corresponds with the theory that the armed forces had been alerted to an alien craft crash landing on national soil. The intense influx of army personnel was observed by a night watchman at a factory who claimed to have never seen so many authorities together at once in that region. But most unexpected of all was the testimony of Luisa Silva, the mother of two of the girls who encountered the creature on January 20th. On April 28, 1996, at around 10pm, four well-dressed people entered her residence, requesting a conversation. According to her, one of the men who approached her asked her and the girls to go on television and deny everything they had said about the case. They even offered her money to do so. Louisa said that she would consider the offer. The next day, she sought out the investigating ufologists and told them what happened. For her and the girl's safety, another interview on national television was arranged and she reaffirmed everything. But Louisa's difficulties were far from over. A year later, she was coerced again, but in a not-so-friendly way. The same man who sat on her sofa one year before proposing that she deny everything now followed her in his car, on the street, at night, as Louisa was leaving her workplace. He was accompanied by another man and asked her to get into the car. 
They stopped at a deserted bush area and the guy started talking to her. He said they were facing a case that could shake the world. She and her daughters needed to deny what they said. They needed to understand the seriousness of the matter. This whole thing was much bigger than anything. If the truth comes out, the panic would take over. They needed to count on her silence, could give her a nice amount of money, and all that she needed to do was deny what they said. According to Louisa, they stayed talking for around three hours. The man who was also in the car didn't say a word, just stared at her. There, they would have shown her horrifying photographs of the captured creature in order to convince her that they were trustworthy and that they would not hide the truth from her. One photograph was black and white, the other was colour. Of all the drawings and portraits that were made based on reports from both Louisa and the girls, none she said came close to resembling the creature. Louisa gave the same answer as before, saying she would try to convince her daughters. But that wasn't what happened. Hey, você se interessa por crimes reais, serial killers, coisas macabras e tem um senso de humor um tanto quanto sórdido? Se sim, você não está sozinho. Se você precisa de um lugar recheado de pessoas como você, venha conhecer o podcast Pátria Amada Criminal. Todas as semanas tentamos entender o pior da humanidade. Nesse processo a gente ri, chora, fica brava, fofoca, porque afinal de contas é assim que a gente fala quando está entre amigos. Suas novas melhores amigas trevosas estão aqui no Pátria Amada Criminal. Varginha's case became one of the most famous in the world, alongside other major UFO events involving potentially extraterrestrial beings. Many claim that this story is similar to the Roswell case in the United States, where it was claimed that an alien ship crashed in 1947. Varginha witness descriptions were similar to the Roswell case, but this could be down to a. People having read about that case and then creating testimony based on it. Or B. Both stories are in fact true, hence the similarities. However, it was the conclusion of the Brazilian military police inquiry that left people most perplexed. Not because of its extraordinary nature, but precisely because it contains more than 300 pages of incorrect, contradictory information and comparisons that border on the ridiculous. The information in the report states that the ET seen by the girls was in fact a former resident of the neighborhood known as Mudino, who had a mental disability and lived crouched in the corners. That the convoy of trucks had undergone an inspection and that a freshman's party had taken place at ESA which is why the city was taken over by military personnel. As for the regional hospital being surrounded by authorities, the place was performing the first heart surgery that day. In relation to the Humanitas Hospital, it was the exhumed body of a criminal who had been killed at the police station. His body was there to be analysed because the family claimed that he had been murdered by a police officer and had not died of natural causes. Ufologists sought out the family and they claimed that the date of exhumation of the body had been almost 10 days after the Vargina case 
and that the act was not attended by police officers, which contradicts the information in the report. Everything would even be plausible if the dates given in the document were not so inconsistent as proven by ufological investigators through documents and testimonies. An interview given by Major Kalzer circulates on the internet to this day, having become a laughing stock thanks to his extraordinary explanations which include a couple of dwarfs. He said, In reality, there have been no appearances of extraterrestrials or UFOs because nothing has actually been proven. What happened was that on January 20th, it was raining very heavily in Varginna, and we were having a solemn event here in the city of Treskorakos. Our trucks were moved to the city of Varginha to carry out the scheduled maintenance. As a result, there were a series of coincidences. There was a couple of dwarfs in the Varginha hospital where the woman was pregnant. This coincides with the version that Isa caught this creature, put it in the truck and took it to Varginha hospital. Today the case still lives in the Brazilian popular imagination, dividing the opinions of those who live in the city. Some believe that the story is nothing more than a legend, but those who were involved still live to tell the story. On April 28, 2020, 24 years after the Varginha events, the United States, and specifically the Pentagon, released official documents and records relating to UFO cases, stating that they intend to study the objects more seriously. The revelation was shocking. It proved that everything was not simply imagined. It's likely that, yes, something is out there, and in some way, it is making contact. Hey! Você se interessa por crimes reais, serial killers, coisas macabras e tem um senso de humor um tanto quanto sórdido? Se sim, você não está sozinho. Se você precisa de um lugar recheado de pessoas como você, venha conhecer o podcast Pátria Amada Criminal. Todas as semanas tentamos entender o pior da humanidade. Nesse processo a gente ri, chora, fica brava, fofoca, porque afinal de contas é assim que a gente fala quando está entre amigos. Suas novas melhores amigas trevosas estão aqui no Pátria Amada Criminal. 